Unsolved Mysteries. The old Unsolved Mysteries before with, Netflix like was that with Robert Stack came out and redid it. How the beginning of that one? Because the new one on Netflix doesn't sound like the old one. Oh, it doesn't sound anything like it. No. It's actually kind of boring. I mean, I like that they, you know, have the shadow of him at the end there to kind of like pay homage to yeah. what it was, but it definitely does not sound like the original. I couldn't find it. Because the original used to be scary when I was a kid. Yeah, it was, it was creepy. You knew what, you definitely knew what it was when yeah. you heard mm-hmm. the music. You know, just like the Twilight song. You kind of know mm-hmm. what's happening, what's shaking. But that I can still remember. I just don't remember Unsolved Mysteries. Rob, you probably don't remember any of this because you're just so old. Yeah. What? No, what? The show wasn't even on when you were when watching it, television. When did it originally air? When did it originally air? Let's figure it out. <laughs> Let's see how old Rob was. Yeah. <laughs> when the I show was, uh, started. When it started or when it went 60. off the air? When it started. When it started. Okay, let's see. I'm curious to know, because you were probably like three. <laughs> I think I was my... I'm going three. What, what's your guess? Four. Four. I bid a dollar more. I know! <laughs> You're that guy on The Price is Right. Absolutely, and that's the guy that's going home with the models in the car. Okay. Three dollars, Drew. Three oh one. So when it originally started? Yeah. 86. That's when I was born. Um, the show started in 87. <laughs> See, you weren't even, you were, I was like maybe one. I think you are about 20 Depending then. on what month it started. What year did it go off the air? It actually looks like it lasted until. Until probably like the mid 90s? Actually it says 2000, let's see. Really? I didn't Did anybody know it watch was, it at that point? I didn't know it was on that long. On channel 29. <laughs> just kept repeating like reruns or something, I don't know. You watch See. an episode from like ten years ago. You and think like, it's new? And the guys are already back home, like eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my! My reruns on tonight. <laughs> huh? This is twenty ten. I don't know if I believe what? that. Maybe it was an maybe updated in syndicate. Version. Yeah. Isn't that what they call it? Like in syndicate, when they just play the reruns yep. over and over and over again. They do the syndication rights. Mm-hmm. So is that what you want to talk about tonight? Unsolved mystery. Yeah, because this is new territory for Rob. It he is. doesn't even. When we're well, talking about the original, he doesn't even know what we're talking about. It's so funny. I was one. I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. We did an unsolved mysteries episode before. Yeah, but we, I don't think yeah. we did it because of Robert. the original. I no, think. but we always meant to do another one. We just like mm-hmm. unsolved mysteries. Yeah, because we you like know, to try to solve a lot them. Of, we're, we're, there's a lot of like room to grow and do shows off of this unsolved mystery stuff that we could really. Tackle. I, I know, know we got a couple episodes coming up that's really trippy, mm-hmm. but for tonight, we're I love when I find these really crazy things and I'm like, oh my god, Jeff and Rob are gonna love this. This would totally be a good episode. And then True. I get nervous because then, then sometimes they're not excited the way she is, <laughs> and then she blows our phone up, and then she tries, you know, she brings in lobbyists to get the show on. Yeah, it's it's all creative. Hey, it's a democracy. Oh yeah. We've I all, mean, we did all... a, we did a forensic cleaning episode. <laughs> I was just gonna say here can never we always bad. go back to forensic cleaning <laughs> episode. Hey, but you know what? 16, See, and there's 17. a perfect example a BS <laughs> parababble like that we got on there. It worked, sort of. Hey, you had a passion for wanting to know about people who mm-hmm. clean up brains after somebody has died. That's right. So we did a whole episode on it. So I feel like, you know, we do cover a vast array of topics here oh, on yeah, Parababble. We, 
we don't really have a limitation. Well, if we if we do, we haven't reached it yet. No, this is true. <laughs> We're always looking for ideas. Yeah, so people should send us ideas. We're like Mike Rowe, dirty jobs. We're always yeah. looking for new jobs. We're Parababble. Send us your weird ideas at Parababble. Every pod- podcast. No. Slash weird. Parababble podcast at gmail.com and add Parababble on Facebook. Don't let our openings ever scare you guys because it really can be confusing. If you can't me. get through them first couple minutes, then. They scare me. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like when you turn on an episode, you just have to buckle in. There it is. Yeah. Or you turn the show on in the middle and you're asking questions like, what is going on? And it's just the beginning. Right. You just buckle in and you sit back and enjoy the ride. Right. I mean, that's why we call it Parababble. You know, tip your Uber driver a couple extra bucks because sometimes it's painful. <laughs> but you It'll get work. through it with us. Look at, you know, we do, we, we ramble a lot, but we do nail the topics we have to nail and talk about it and hopefully it gives people you know a little fodder you know to talk about it or go hey at least we're a bunch of idiots but you know again we do this because we enjoy it so um yeah unsolved mysteries unsolved mysteries i feel like we need to have like a spooky voice when we say unsolved mysteries yeah i did the omen thing i I know You're, you're tapped out so you guys each got some of your own mysteries. Yep. Did you solve any of them before. as you were doing your research? No. Because <laughs> I am not a doctor. Well, maybe we could help you. I just betray one on Maybe Babel. Maybe Rob and I can help you solve your unsolved mysteries yes. there, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mine's quite... Well, I, I don't know how to classify this as unsolved mystery because it's... Oh, it's a mystery. I don't know. This is case number 39-192. It's called Living Statues. Did you name it that? No, that's what it came up as. It's an actual <laughs> case file because it's an unsolved mystery. Stargate 4732. <laughs> Rob doesn't know about that either. He was too young. What's that? Um, Star Stargate Trek. Or mm-hmm. Star Trek. Um, or you could just think about our good friend Ryan, who liked to use his case file numbers for every case. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think that when they give case numbers and put it to the cases, that those numbers are significant to anything or they're just randomly following some numerical pattern? Well, you'd like to hope that there would be some reason why they would pick the ones that they do. You know, we're going to go on a little mini tangent here. Like, if you watch oh, really? a lot of TV shows already, <laughs> there's peanut galleries here. Uh, you watch a lot of these TV shows, like a really good example is The X-Files. All the numbers and clock times and different things that you see in whatever scene it is, those were all intentional in there, and they all stood for something. Oh, that like, sounds like conspiracy theory all over like, it. Like, uh, I want to say, Gillian Anderson, there was a room scene, and the clock was at, like, 312 or something like that, and it was, like, a birthday of somebody, or it was hers. But I'm just wondering when they do these cases of people that are, like, just following that pattern. Case 39192. When I was really... keeping case files for our ghost hunts, mm-hmm. you know what the first case number was? 661. <laughs> and then the next one was 002. So you just followed in. But then strategy. I started doing like 2009 4. So it was like the fourth case we did in 2009. Look at you. And then 2010 Seven. So that was the seventh investigation of 2010. 
right. Yeah, but then no one cared about my record keeping, so I just stopped doing it. You may have record keeping? Yeah. Remember we used to have, like, the sheets? I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) We used to fill out, like, the preliminary investigation forms, and then we would do, like, the actual investigation form that had all the readings of everything and the experiences. Yeah. Remember how high-tech we were for not being... I remember. Not being (laughs) high-tech? It's a lot of hoopla going on. Well, anyway, so this case is called Living Statues, and this happened between 1917 and 1928. Um, 500,000 people were afflicted with a condition called encephalitis lethargia, EL is for short, I guess they start going into this, a.k.a. the sleeping sickness. Okay, that's all I got. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So by 1919, the world was seeing firsthand how deadly this sleeping illness was. The disease... Uh, so this was the same time as the Spanish flu. Yeah, but it wasn't... 1917 was the Spanish flu, right? No, 1918. Okay. Or 1915. Mm-hmm. But you're right in that zone. So, But what happens with this is it's not anything remotely close to it. Um, the disease, it, it found people that were in a frozen state. They were alive, conscious, but they just couldn't move. Spanish flu was 19... 19... 18 to 1920. Okay. So it was coinciding a little bit. I mean, bit. I'm just wondering, is this like a weird secondary thing that... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So no, the... I'm totally wrong already. I'm not prov- I'm not That's solving okay. any unsolved mystery. That's okay. Okay. Um, so, like I said, this disease had people alive, they were conscious, they couldn't move. Um, people did die from this, but the survivors who lived were unable to interact physically with the world around them. Uh, even though occasionally they could have limited speech, limited eye motion, sometimes they would laugh, but in general they just look like living statues and they could not move. So that's kind of creepy in its own right. Um, but for the time, they probably didn't really know what was going on with that. So they got the doctors all involved and they, they, they couldn't understand. They got the doctors involved. Yeah, well. Well, that's good. It's a good place to doctor. start. Because, yeah, you started to get into, you know, this started to go around the world. Like 500,000 people were getting this disease where they're just like zoned, but yet they were alive and they couldn't do anything. They would sit motionless for hours, days, weeks, and years. Mm, okay. Uh, you know. So and, they're just comatose. But awake. Yeah, well, but yeah, you're just, you stare off into nothing. So it's like being stoned. I don't know what that's like. Right. No, you don't. No. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying. Rob told us all kinds of stories before. But anyway, (laughs) the (laughs) the cause of this is unknown, and they have a theory that it was a rare strain of bacteria that caused the brain to inflame Uh and just go and not fit in there. That sounds like some house crap right there. But they said it was like... um, you know how you get strep throat? Yeah. It's the same type of bacteria that did the same damage, but it was up in the brain. And it would it would just cause all of this stuff to happen or not happen, and you're there paralyzed. Problem is, um, the, the bacteria is mutated a lot, and they have no cure for it. Now, about 10, 15 years ago, there was a couple cases that reappeared in, of all places, China... Um, and all they could do was monitor it and help people the best way they knew. There's no 
known cure for this. Mm. So back in the day, and the how, cases eventually went down. How long ago did the cases reappear? About 10, 15 years ago. Interesting. And, you know, they're not going to report something that small because you can imagine how many things are happening out here in the medical field in the world that just are strange and there's no answers. So these people basically just either lived out their life that way or, or passed away from it because they couldn't do anything. And the doctors could not come up with any type of uh, medicine or any type of anything just to even curve it. They just basically did what they could do. Like, what would you normally do? You know, whether it be IVs, different things like that, but nothing, nothing to deter this bacteria. So it was living statues. I don't know if that's, that's an unsolved mystery, but it's not creepy and spooky. Unless you walked into a room full of living statues, which would be kind of cool. They're all just kind of eyeballing at you. And then they start going... So do you think you. that that is um, the, like where the whole Medusa thing comes from? Like, maybe there was a bout of living statue bacteria back in the time... And they explained it away, saying that Medusa turned people to stone. Could have. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, it seems like all these things come back. Bubonic plague is back now. Yes, it is. So, I mean, you know, for this to only have happened once in history seems a little odd, especially since there was more cases right, in 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, a couple came, popped up uh, overseas, obviously. And, um, you know, turned to stone. Interesting. I don't know. That's our living statues. That doesn't sound like fun at all. <laughs> That's a good retirement plan. Sit around, do nothing, eye contact. Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode, actually, where mm. you can't move and you're just stuck, but yet you're alive. And you're I feel right. like that has been an episode. It. I always is. have a fear mm. of that. Like that's why if I ever have to have surgery, I I have a major major fear of that because I have heard those stories about people being put under, but they're still conscious, but they can't move, but they can feel everything. Mm-hmm. The other thing that made me... That is creepy. It just popped into my head. Um, Metallica, the song One. Um, uh, taking The video they did was taken from the movie Johnny Get Your Gun. That's where he came back from the war. No arms, no legs. You couldn't see. He was basically just a living piece of meat, but inside, internally, he was alive. Kind of the same way. You can't do nothing. You're a living thing but you're just there you know i think at least a coma your ass is out <laughs> you know you're you're not reacting you're not like watching things happen i think i would you know prefer that versus not be able to write talk communicate you know if they can't move their eyes and they sit there motionless for days years months whatever and you know what shoot me just yeah. put me out of my misery. And that was, you know, that was the premise with that, that movie also, with the, the movie One. You know, why, I'm going to lie here motionless and die, and no one can hear me. And it's like, the other thing is, like, when you're supposedly dead and they bury you in a casket and you're alive. I think that's called vampirism. Is that what that's called? <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll have another discussion about that later, girl. Well, you know that that's where, like, the idea of vampires came from that they thought people were dead when they actually weren't. And if they recovered and tried to get out, they thought they came back from the dead. That's why they used to put the cages in Victorian times. They'd put the cages around graves. So they wouldn't So they wouldn't free. be able to get up and get out. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, how many times in history have you, you know, 
you've heard stories about bodies being exhumed and stuff or moved and there's scratch marks inside inside the casket there's no other you, you can't say it's a squirrel or a bug when it's obviously you know you're looking at the top of that uh, hinge. Especially when you open it up and the skeleton's like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what says this? Like their More arms are this. just like poised above their heads trying to like still scratch. Well, think about the, how many cases a year where people are, you know. Buried alive. Buried alive, written off for dead, but their metabolism is so slow. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. That's freaky. I think it's kind freaky. of Freaky. That's straight down my... Alley, you know. Yeah, so unsolved mystery, living statues. Case 39. Bacteria that no one knows where it came from. Yeah. Imagine, well, that's a whole scary thing in itself. <coughs> oh, jeez, oh, perfect timing. Was uh, that? Were you trying to make a funny? No. Oh. I think I have the uh, statue syndrome. Statue syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> you have a version of it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, there's so many bacteria. You, you think about the diseases and things that we haven't even touched upon. I know. And here we are just going through our everyday lives thinking, hey, and then there's stuff like this that's happening and we're like, huh? I know. <laughs> you know. Scary. I don't know. All right. So, Rob, uh, what do you got for your unsolved mysteries? I have the disappearance of Lisa Ann Froon and Chris Krimmers. Are they related? Like, is the disappearance both of them together? Yeah, they were together. Okay. So they're friends. Oh, okay. Oh, so they it's know always each good other. when friends go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, not this time. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. See you on the other side. So this one kind of relates back actually a couple episodes ago to our forest oh. episode where mm. people go missing in the forests in a way. Strangers so they were, in the night. Oh, sorry. They were like college age girls uh, from Denmark, I believe it was. Oh, Chris is a girl. Okay. Yes, they're two girls. Two girls. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think they were 20, 21. And this happened back in 2014. Uh, April 1st, 2014, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're they from uh, Europe, like I said, and they decided to go on this uh, six-week vacation to Panama where they were going to go sightseeing and do like volunteer work around the area too. Yeah, so the yeah. typical European backpacking just in Panama. Yeah, because they're from Europe, so yeah, okay. there you go. So several weeks into the trip, they decided to go on a hike up to Baru Volcano in Panama. And at the time, they were staying in a hostel, and they took the um, owner of the hostel's dog with them because it was very friendly. They really liked it, I guess. So I guess this guy lent them their dog. That night, the dog came back to the hostel by itself. No sign of the girls. Nothing. So, you know, the next day, they're still not there. Next day, nothing. You know, they start searching for them. The parents offered a $30,000 reward for any info as to their whereabouts. And no leads, nothing whatsoever. Just vanished into thin air. Just gone. Somewhere in the Panama forest. Three months later, a woman finds Lisa Ann Froon's backpack five miles from where they were supposed to be hiking. And it was just like kind of out in the open, this backpack. It looked like it was placed there almost. It was just, like, odd that no one had found it before then. And it looked like it would neatly sit there. So, the search party comes back around that area then. And they ended up finding um, a bunch of clothes nearby as well that were neatly folded and just placed in 
places around in the forest. That's weird. So, let's see here. Two months later, into the search and around this area, they started finding remains, bones, in the same general area. They found a shoe with a foot in it, which is bone. And then they found all sorts of bones in pieces scattered all around. So they did DNA testing and they did find that there was... It was uh, Lee San and Chris Kremers. Lee San Fruins and Chris Kremers. Now, the strange thing is... There was no scratches at all on the bones. So that kind of rules out any animals having, like, scavenged them or anything, which is strange. So they could have been held up somewhere else other than outside? Mm-hmm. And also, here's another weird part. Uh, I only found this on one source, so I'm not sure how true it may or may not be. But the DNA test said that out of all those bones that they found in the forest, they did find Lisa Ann, Froon, and Chris Kramer's DNA, but also DNA of three other people. That were unidentified. But again, I don't know how true that is or not, because I only saw that at one place that I was looking this information up on. So, in the backpack that they found, <coughs> by the way, they found one of the girl's phones, her cell phone. Okay. And a digital camera. Mm-mm. So they checked the phone... And they found that there were several emergency calls attempted on their phone just an hour into their hike when it originally started. They started making, like, whatever the equivalent of 911 calls is in Panama to try and get, like, emergency help. But they had no signal, so it never went through. These calls went on an hour into their hike, like I said, and then it was, like, nothing until April 8th. So eight days after they went missing... Then more calls were made. It ended up being like over 70 attempted calls until the phone finally died, and that was it. And also, they found that on April 6th, someone failed to access the phone. They tried to like put the code in, and they kept trying to put the code in, and eventually like locked it out. Strange. Right, like why wouldn't you call somebody you knew? Mm-hmm. If you couldn't get a hold of, like, emergency response, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have, like, called somebody you knew? Well, I think the thing is they didn't have a signal, so they couldn't reach anybody. But I don't know why they didn't try to reach anyone else. Because right. 911, mm-hmm. wouldn't that go to, like, satellite, like, systems? Well, it's 2014. Send a, send a text. Yeah. Also, it's Panama, though. But right. I don't know if that makes a difference. But it makes sense. Right. If you If you couldn't get through to a friend or a family member, say, hey... I'm here, something's going on, I need help, mm-hmm. get help. If they couldn't do that, maybe their next call was to 911 or in reverse order. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I called 911, they'll, they'll go get here, I gotta call family members. Well, what are the chances that they would have been locked out of their own phone, though? Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, this is gonna be. Unless one died and mm-hmm. the other one was That's trying true. to access yeah. the phone and didn't know the exact mm-hmm. code. Or they both died at the hands of somebody. And they had no, whoever it was, was using the phone. Maybe it was set up into like a puzzle or a serial game where these killers like leave parts of bodies and different things around and they want authorities or people to find I would want to know who the park rangers were, where they (laughs) were at. There we go with the park rangers. It was a jungle, technically, not a park. 
<laughs> um, did I mention that there were reports that one of the girl's bones looked like they were bleached? No. So that's strange, too. But depending on how long they were out in the sun, that could have had the same effect. Yeah, it could have. But then they were in the sun, though? Well, it's Panama. It's a jungle. But there were no animal scratches. Which is strange. Right. But if somebody laid a bone or there's a bone out, you ever see like the cattle skulls that you find in the, like, the desert? Mm-hmm. They're white as can be. True. But let's, let's take it from the, the side of a serial killer or, or a killer. And he keeps these bodies to himself until he figure out, figures out what he wants to do with them. You know? And these bones were scattered all over. Like it wasn't just, oh, there's. Here and here. There's Usually, no remains. They were missing for five months before they found their bodies. And they didn't find, like, oh, there's, there's a skeleton. Because animals would drag that off. Yeah. Or then you'd find scratches or bite marks. Or bite bones. marks, because they'd probably still be able to s- mm-hmm. sense that there was meat on the bone or something like that. Yeah. And then to leave the clothes out folded? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's deliberate. That is just a yeah. deliberate setup, like, this is what's going on. It gets weirder. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the good part yet. Oh. Oh, well... So, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. You know, I, I said that they uh, found a digital camera in that backpack. Mm-hmm. Right. There was 90 pictures taken on that camera between April 8th and April 10th when um, they were missing. Elephants, what were the pictures of? Giraffes. The pictures were odd because, and you can actually look them up online because they, they posted them. They're all of mostly in landscapes at night. So it's like the, just the jungle, like rocks, trees, treescapes. Most of them are not of the girls, but there is one where uh, Chris Crummers is in it, but it's just the back of her head, and it looks like she's bleeding. What? Yeah. So, also, one of the pictures, the very last picture, I believe, on the camera, the uh, police forensics found that it was deleted off the camera, and apparently, in order to, like, permanently delete the picture so that they wouldn't be able to like retrieve it mm-hmm. off the camera it would have had to been cooked up to a computer and wiped completely, completely from off. there and that was what happened yeah because it was permanently deleted so could that know. picture have been part of the girls that well earlier maybe they deleted a picture off of it before mm-hmm. they went into the jungle the record showed that it was like the the last picture that was taken on there so it's the last picture Mm -hmm. which would have been april 10th or later because that's when these 90 pictures were taken you know i would have said if that was just a picture of the back of the girl's head it could have been just an errand picture being funny you know taken it was it was at night though they were all at night these 90 pictures right Mm -hmm. and i mean some people say that well maybe they were using it like for the flash to see where they were going but why not use it for the whole week before that but they were Missing. Maybe it was clues. Mm. But did that girl look alive in the picture? Is the question. Yeah, she. I believe she. Well, it's hard to say because it's just the back of her head. So she could have been face mm-hmm. down. Uh, I think knocked out. No, and I not... don't think so. I mean, if you look it up, you could. It looks like she's kind of standing. We have our researcher on it right now. Yeah, she's the quiet one. Yeah. See, this is just mm-hmm. like it's a bunch of pictures with the mysterious red circle around things. Oh, you got one of those websites. I just <laughs> looked up Google Images, and that's what most of them seem to be. Is like all of these random shots of like arrows pointing to things and enhancements. I mean, it's kind of creepy. So if someone's, you know, so someone's like the out there doing their it. own 
they're doing their own investigation off the pictures, basically. Because this is what I'm looking at. This is what I see here. Um, maybe the landscapes. Brightness. Yeah, this landscape thing was just to be clues or something. You know, you don't. Yeah, because they actually did take a look at the pictures and they were able to find like the areas that they had gone through. And, and were they in that area? The bodies? Um, I don't know. I mean, at some point, obviously, they went through there. Right. Because they started at one point, and they ended up five miles away, or her backpack did. I'm not sure exactly Was how there anything on, on the parents, and if they got any more information? No, that's the thing. Nobody ever claimed that $30,000 reward, which is strange, too. So two people just go out into the forest. Mm-hmm. Not just any forest, mm-hmm. a jungle. A jungle, yes. Panama. Where we all know it's, you know, third world uh, living and laws. And if they saw these two people going through there, there might have been an opportunity to do, take money, passport, something. But they didn't want that because they left the backpack full at some point. They left the clothes Mm -hmm. out folded. I'm still looking for the last picture. The one you can't see that's deleted? No, the one that shows the the back back of her head. head. Oh, okay. I'm still trying to find it. Well, I mean, there's 90 pictures. There's a lot of pictures. It seems like. It seems like a really bad job at being like. Serial killer. Because you're you're. Well, it's not that bad a job if nobody's still been caught. You left no evidence. Yeah, but, it's so. I believe they ended up ruling it like accidental, like they got lost. Well, of course, they One always do that. Hurt. Yeah, there has to be an answer died. just to close it. Well, no, there doesn't have to be an answer to close it, I should say. Mm-hmm. It could be open for, for years, but... Yeah. Here's the one at the back of her head. It's kind of strange. It's... I mean... Not really... Oh, well, it's changing. It could... It, why do you leave shirts out? Why do you leave clues... Oh, you passed that one, Allison. Oh, yeah, I did. I didn't realize that's what the picture was. Yeah. Oh, see, that could... Yeah. So it looks like... Just the back of her head. I mean, you don't see anything else, really. What was the name again of her, uh, the two? Uh, Lisa Ann Froon and Chris Kremers. So if you look that up, they, they'll come up. Yeah, you'll be able, you'll be able to find the, the pictures and the landscapes and stuff. Yeah. And the picture's not graphic, so if anyone's you know worried about that, it's just it's a head of hair, and you can't tell if there's a face down or someone from behind. Yeah, and I mean, you can't even really, it's, it's debatable whether or not she's actually bleeding that picture right but it is really weird because you know i mean and no one claimed the the money yeah nobody claimed the money bones are scattered yes maybe some sick individual just having some fun i mean it seems like a lot of effort to go through though yeah but what do you do in panama i don't know but what are the chances that somebody i mean the only way it would make sense is if somebody from the hostel knew where they were going Mm -hmm. And Had some track them out there. Which they very well could have. You know, saw an opportunity to... Well, we've all seen the movie Hostel, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where they set you up and you're like, oh, you know, and that's you know you're getting that's led a, down this, this uh, rabbit that, hole, so to speak. That's a crazy case and it kind of gives me the chills. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. Are we going, uh, are we going hiking this weekend? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nope. So much for that idea. Can you imagine being out there for at least 10 days? Even if you're just lost. Like, how messed up is that? 
This is true. Well, mm-hmm. and that leads us back to like that crazy, we just talked about this in Haunted Forest, that mm-hmm. when you get lost, you start doing crazy things you wouldn't normally do. Your bearings go off. Maybe they didn't know where they were, so they started taking pictures as they passed things to see if they could. Yep. Or use it against like okay we went through, did we was, go past here right this looks like we've been here like go back mm-hmm. through the camera like is there a picture of this maybe like i mean you don't know okay you can explain that off but why would they do it at night and the pictures are really not that clear if you look at them if well, they're trying to like take pictures of landmarks or something you think at night you'd want to probably be still just because there's a lot of animals and different creatures out there that could probably attack you so your best mm-hmm. bet would be to chill you're right but if you're not thinking logically mm-hmm. especially you're lost in the jungle for a week so you're telling me that you perhaps might walk at night in the middle of a jungle with no light who knows maybe they were using the flash from the camera yeah but you don't really see how much well, I mean, you're only going to be able to go so far I don't know maybe they did that you know. for the first night mm-hmm. 90 images could have all been from the first night. I and mean, that's off no, of one they were phone. All, they you were all to... from uh, the eighth. They didn't. They got lost on the the first of April, and the images didn't start getting taken until the eighth. So think about so that. So eight days later. Yeah. Seven days later. Mm-hmm. If you've had like hardly any food, maybe hardly any water, you're probably crazy at that point. How about at that point somebody took them? I mean, anything is possible. Found them on the eighth. I would just think that, you know, maybe some of that has more of a logical explanation than some random person tracking them in the middle of the jungle to find them, just to kill them, to bleach their bones, to... I mean, even if it was a person that killed them, there's no marks on the bones. So Mm -hmm. where's the blunt force trauma? Where's the... Well, if you choked them. There's no no sign of skin. There's no... I mean, I guess, but where did everything go? And then you still hacked up the bones because they're all over the place. Yeah. Is five months enough time for all skin, bone, bones, everything to... Be gone? I mean, I know it's the jungle. It's probably hot. Panama jungle, but... Look, we're in the Panama jungle. Uh, Our rules don't apply. You're in the jungle, baby. (laughs) Our rules don't apply out there. I don't know. Who knows? And what's the population out there? Are there tribes out there? Are there... Cannibals? Cannibals. I mean, what truly do we know about the area that they were in like you think somebody came out and started a fire and got a pot and boiled them and that's why there's no marks on the bones I'm going and the with bones skinned. look bleached I'm going with skin skin them down just a thought I'm, I'm sticking with some like psychopath or <laughs> of a course tribe. you are <laughs> well I the other explanation is they got lost because you just don't leave. All right, let me take the tribe and that, that idea out because the tribe's not going to say, oh, here's some shirts. Let's set that right there. Let's put the backpack over here. This had to be somebody who knew a little bit about something because if you're out in the middle of the jungle and let's say it is that tribe. Or they're crazy and they're trying to leave signs mm-hmm. so people would see them. A folded shirt? Hey, I don't know. I mean, think about it. If you've been in the jungle for a week I'm not and you're lost... Shirts. I mean, where's your logic? Maybe it's like, you know, you don't know. And would you put your backpack down? Or would you take the stuff out of the backpack and leave it as a a trail? I don't think any of us know what we would do because... I know, we're just spitballing. Right. I mean, that's like a crazy situation. I don't know. 
but that nobody else is... has died there either. Like nobody else. So th- supposedly there was DNA from three other people, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah, I don't know that for sure because, like I said, it was only one source I found that from. But I believe there was another case. I didn't look into it though. Uh, a few years ago. Because I believe more so in the theory that there's a killer out there if more people are disappearing and finding bodies like this. Because it doesn't just happen once. Right. I mean, that's like a lot of work for... And no one and no one claimed the, the money, the reward. Because there's probably nothing to follow up to. They found their bones, they're dead. Right. Now what? How? We don't know. It could be this. We, you know, the, the the police out there are probably doing. They're probably doing through the same steps. It's this, this, this. The only thing they know better is they know the train and they know what type of people live in that area. Maybe they have a better understanding of what happened that we would never have. We can only surmise from what we know from I don't know watching every movie <laughs> or, or hearing every unsolved mystery about cases that you can't figure out. Right. Mm-hmm. So the verdict on this is what. It's an unsolved mystery. It's definitely unsolved. I mean, we just went in 20 different directions mm-hmm. with this. Yep. And they've been trying to figure it out for six years. Six years. I wonder if there's any follow-ups or updates to that. Well, like I said, I think that eventually they did end up just ruling it accidental. Yeah, because like, they found the bones. What else are they going to say? Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's, it just leads me to believe that someone had that bodies close to them somewhere where, you know, like you said, there's no animal bites, no scratches, no, like, the oh my bone, God, at- The foot bone that they found in the shoe wasn't even, like, there was no marks on that. Like, that's crazy. Like, how does that even happen? It's still in the shoe. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, maybe a clean break. Yeah. But you're... It'd have to be a pretty good break, right? Well, well, I did hear, like, ankles. They can snap off pretty easily. But, but that I mean, maybe it's be... a clean break, and then mm-hmm. one of them dies, and the animals come and eat the rest of it? I don't know. But there's no animal scratches or bites anywhere on the bones. Yeah, and what, in the Panama jungle, I mean, what's... Maybe it's birds, and they just pecked it. What's native <laughs> to that area? Good question. Probably everything you can imagine. Cougars. Spider monkeys. Probably. Those suckers are mean. They could probably piranhas. Maybe they fell in a pigs in a lake. Jaguars. And the piranhas ate them. Sloths. I was gonna say sloths, but I was just trying to be funny. I didn't think that was actually really. The truth. Oh damn! Backfire. <laughs> Capybaras. Who? Oh yeah. Ocelot, which is like another big cat. Capybaras aren't those like the? They look like big, huge rats. Giant guinea pigs. Yeah. Okay, so with. Yeah. Ugly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So with all that being out there, that's they're definitely food, for if they're dead, that's that's food for those animals. But not because there's no evidence of that. Okay. Which is weird. So, that means someone got a hold of these two. And did 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 Listen, it somewhere else? You ever eat a chicken wing? And just eat the meat right off the bone and then throw the bone out? There's no marks on that. I mean, how many marks do you have to have? Yeah, but don't you do it. But don't you, this isn't an animal we're talking about. No scratches. You give a dog a ham bone, what happens? 
Yeah, but we don't know that every single animal behaves that way. True. But, but that list, you'd think something. <laughs> Especially It's like cartoons of like the lion like pulling the bone yeah, out. Yeah, like. right. It's, oh, guess not. <laughs> Tossing it. These bigger animals are going to gnaw and chew on the bones. I guess so. Smaller animals are just going to hit, hit up and chew on the meat. I don't know. This, this one's baffling. And if it wasn't that, how do their bones like explode and go all over the place like that? Like... See, that's why I think it's birds. Yeah. I think birds picked it up and pecked it. Vultures. Are there vultures in Panama? I don't know. Is the Mothman out there? Not that I've heard. The Mothman wouldn't have ate him. Nobody could have drug him around. I mean, he could have, but he doesn't eat people. Showboating. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. It's unsolved. It is definitely unsolved. It's a mystery. And I'll probably go home and look at more of it yeah. tomorrow or later. <laughs> go and try analyze to... all 90 photos. Guys, what about a trip to Panama? No thanks. Yeah. What? Mm-mm. Oh, here we go. We have to go to a state park. That way the park ranger could take care of you? Yes. That's exactly what needs to happen. Because the park ranger is the safest guy out there, right? Yeah, right, Rob. You know what I'm saying. He did it all. I don't know. Okay. That is definitely unsolved. And I would not want to be mm-hmm. those girls. I don't think anybody would. No. No. And they're the only ones that can talk. Okay. Wouldn't it be cool? Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. What did we find? So you know those harpy eagles, the ones that are, like, huge? That's Panama's national bird. Oh, so they take humans away. And it shows a picture of the harpy with, like, a big piece of meat. Have you seen these things, the harpy eagles? They're if scary. You, if you look them up, they're, like, as huge as, like, their heads are the size of our heads. And it says, this is a bird species recorded in Panama. Hmm. So it could have been a field day. I'm telling you. I think it was birds. Because there was no signs of flesh whatsoever. And it could have picked it up and flew with it. But still, how would they not make any marks on the bones? Not a single scratch. I don't know. You'd have to get a um, harpy eagle expert. Mm -hmm. So if there's any harpy eagle experts out there. (laughs) Just by chance. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, the average adult harpy eagle weighs 11 pounds. Hmm. Regular eagles can, like, pick up small dogs. So we're saying this thing can... I don't know. I mean, it's an unsolved mystery, right? I'm not even going to get into my unsolved mystery because it has nothing to do with, like, people disappearing or people getting, like, weird diseases. Is it a a mathematical problem that has no ending? No, it's not. Tease us. I was going to tell Rob about it because I feel like it's kind of cool. Oh, you were going to tell Rob? Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm not on this. Mm -hmm. Well, he told me to wait for the show. That's what I'm saying. I was talking to him about it before the show, and Mm -hmm. he was like, just wait till the show. Gotcha. I don't know. Do we have time for this? We have. Yeah. Ten minutes? Yeah, ten minutes. easily. All right. I think we could do it in ten minutes. And this will put the show back on a brighter note because, you know, we've been talking about death, death and destruction the for the last 45 minutes. Leave it to me. So um, <laughs> I wanted to look into something that was a little more mysterious and less killiness. Um, 
so I came across this really cool unsolved mystery of this super old book. Now, go with me on this journey because I know that doesn't sound too appealing, but this book is pretty freaking cool. So it's called the um, Voynich Manuscript. And the book is currently in the Rare Book Depository at Yale University. Oh, it's at Yale, okay. It is currently at Yale. Um, it's 240 pages long, and it is the most mysterious book ever written. And the reason for that is because it's written in a language that no one has ever seen before. So it was found by Wilford uh, Voynich, who came across it in 1912. And he actually bought it from a priest at a college and it thought it was like nothing. It was worthless. Mm -hmm. But he was intrigued by it because obviously the writing is not anything anyone knows. And it had these really cool, weird drawings in it. So the book is basically broken up into like different sections. So it's got like a zodiac section and a medicinal plant section and um, the crazy thing about the plants is that some of them aren't even known or they're, they're hybrids. Right. They're, we don't know anything about these plants. Yep. Or they're like hybrids of two other plants put together. There are um, astrological maps in it. There are pictures of floating castles and pictures of women swimming in lakes. All kinds of really crazy, weird things. Right? Mm hmm So he gets this book from a priest. Um, he's like, I don't know what to do with it. He starts showing it to some experts and no one really thought anything of it until they actually started to do some research on it. So they carbon dated the book and that's how they came out to find out that it was approximately made in 1420 based on, you know, the carbon dating of the vellum paper and the ink used and all those kinds of things. So it's not a forgery because that was the first thing everybody thought. This was just like a forgery. It was nonsense. Um, so there are some working theories about what this book is and what the mystery behind it could potentially be, but none of this has ever been able to be proven. So the top theories that are out there is that the book is written in a cipher, so it's all in codex and no one's ever been able to crack it. Crack it. There's another theory that it's a book that was written in gibberish by a con man in the medieval times just to try to he wrote his own make some money. Right, it was a hoax. Own thing. Right. Yep. Um, it could have been written by Roger Bacon and he was, you know, somebody that studied like grammar and language and they thought that maybe he was experimenting with that so that he could have potentially written it. The time frame matches up for that, but they have never been able to say yes or no to that. Um, they also think it could have been written by John Dee, who was an Elizabethan mystic. He studied divination and alchemy. But my favorite theory about what this book is, do you want to know what it is? Does it going to match my theory, I wonder? I don't know. But witches? my favorite theory, yes, is that yes. it's written by a coven of Italian witches. And now, follow me down this rabbit hole a little bit. So witches have these books called grimoires. Okay. Right, And in your grimoire, you put down spells, you put down herbs, you put down recipes for things, you put down anything that you, you know, 
come across that you would want to hand down hand down or just to have the knowledge of so the book is written in that kind of format i mean it follows the same kind of pattern from what a grimoire would be it's found in italy so maybe it was originally in italy i don't know but the main thing is is that people have been trying to figure out what this book is for over 100 years and they still cannot decipher anything. No idea where the book originated from, who wrote it. All they can tell is that it's written by more than one person. So the handwriting is slightly different and they think that it is definitely at least two people and that a third person did the paintings and drawings. The other thing that's really crazy about it is that they don't know what the language is, but they can tell it's a language. So gibberish just looks like gibberish, right? But right, language but you're gonna has see, you're repeating gonna, repeating symbols or letters right. or and you crap. can see that in this. And on one of the astrological maps, there's like a sun and a moon. Mm-hmm. And they are so there's like a word that looks like Taurus but isn't Taurus. So they're thinking that there might actually be some real meaning behind what's in there they've just altered it to a point where right. no one can figure this out and you know that witches have their own language that i did not know yes there is a way that you can write letters in a cipher that other witches would know so it's i don't think it's very common anymore and it's well, definitely actual letters you know it's using the alphabet so i just think it's really interesting that that's the theory like somebody found a really old spell book let's let's <laughs> And all these, like, big, you know, theorists are out there, like, you know, oh, philosophy majors, like, I'm going to crack the code of what this book is. This has got the knowledge of life in it. And really, it's probably, like, some old witches. Ha ha, you found this. <laughs> Great for you. <laughs> Took you long enough. <laughs> Have, okay, so... Do you think they would have reached out into that direction to see if there's anybody who could... Like transcribe this or understand it? Well, see, the thing about grimoires is that usually they're passed down family member to family member. So chances are that if it was written in a cipher that only somebody in that family might know, I mean, you're talking the book was made in right. 1420. So could that have, it? theoretically, that could have ended with a family, a family tree. Mm-hmm. And then we're just sitting here going, what? And yep. we don't know what direction or what culture or where to go with it. Yep. But I know <clears throat> when I was researching the other stuff, I came across this and I said, wow, this is pretty cool. I was actually going to do that one. Um, the one of the big ones that just kind of wrote it off as this guy just made up his own language and his own like fairy tales and did what he did just to do it and maybe write a story in his own way, which is possible. But... All the people out here we have that are really good at this stuff, they can't figure out patterns and right. clues because they have no basis to anything. Exactly. So whoever did this really went left of center and said, not even close. If you think an A is this or this or that or this, this symbol means that. We're, it's like raising your kid going, hey, this apple is really a banana and this banana is really an apple. And no one's telling them the difference. Well, and it's not it's not crazy to think that no one could solve it because isn't it isn't that codex in the CIA 
remember we talked about this in one of our episodes that there's like somebody at the CIA, I think it is, that did this whole like it's a sculpture outside and it's got it's all coded Mm -hmm. and people have only been able to find figure out like four out of the five different words that are in this thing. And it still has yet to be 100% solved. Oh, so they don't even have it solved. No. So, okay. No. So the guy that did it, I mean, I don't, I'm I'm right. definitely paraphrasing right now. I know we've come across it at some point. It might have been in the episode when we talked about, like, you know, the crazy um, airport that has all the underground tunnels. Oh, in Denver. Denver. Yep. And why that was built. I think it was, like, in one of those kind of episodes. But they still, like, and there's... I think it's at the training academy because that's the whole thing is that like the trainees always try to figure it out and they've only been able to it's find like puzzles, four out of the right? five words. So that's something that, you know, there is obviously some pattern to because people have been able to figure it out, but you're exactly right. Like, where's the key for this? Yeah. <laughs> there isn't one. If, and if it looked like there was two, two guys doing it and maybe a third one came in and finished it up and understood it somewhere along that line, they knew however they did this but did they did they just die well and if this was Drops. a grimoire there's a real possibility that somebody could have started it it could have been passed down another person could have written in it you know then somebody else could have added and drawings only, and to let's it let's face it only 240 pages you put some drawings in there and some stories and captions like that that's that takes a that doesn't take long to fill up 240 pages mm-hmm. that's nothing to go through these these days but back then so if you had three people working on it, that could have been, who knows, eight months work, ten months, a year. I mean, I think about my own, and I have astrological information. I have recipes. I have, in you your know, own In your own? In my own grimoire. So okay. I just immediately, when I saw this and I started looking at the pictures and, like, what was in there, was like, I don't know. And then I told my mom what I thought and was the best theory, and then she said she got chills when I said it. So maybe it's true. I mean, if people can't figure it out, there's no written language in the entire world that looks like it. Or it hasn't been discovered yet. I mean, even the Dead Sea Scrolls, they've been able to figure out what that says. I mean, Aramaic is like, what, a language that doesn't even exist, hasn't existed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably, what, thousands of years? But they pieced it together. Right, but they can't figure this out. So that would be a strong case for these people, Mm -hmm. these two or three people that just said, all right. We're going to do this. We're going to make our own type of book, our own world. Yeah. And we're going to make it a big story. Our and family book. And we it and hand it down. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and uh, the guy that had it originally threw it up in his um, wall library. And it sat there. And he just happened to stumble because he says, oh, it's just It doesn't mean anything. And then when he realized, you know, looking at it, he was like, wait a minute, something's going on here. And that's when everyone got involved and said, whoa. And... I'd like to see this book firsthand. It'd be nice. You can actually buy a, a book that has a printed, each page is the printed page. So, like, they took a picture of each page and then put it in, like, a book. So they're that confident nobody's figuring this out. You can out. see it, yeah. There's people studying it still. There's a guy right now that's studying it that thinks it's Turkish, that it was written in some kind of lost dialect. And he's been studying it for like 25 years. Right. You go North Turkey, you get this. You go South Turkey, you got that. And then somewhere in there, you kind of figure it's Turkey. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it's possible that it could be a lost dialect, but it seems to me strange that it wouldn't look like any other form of that language. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, this guy, these guys, these scholars that are looking at this, you know, 
they're going to try formulating a pattern with repeat, like you said, repeating, repeating um, symbols or whatever, mm-hmm. and then say, okay, well, what the, what does that represent that we know of anywhere in the world? And take that symbol and see if they can get the closest to it. Yeah, and go from there. I mean, I don't know. That's fascinating, though. I mean, especially if you know anything about the Strega, you know what they believed. It's really interesting to see like some of the drawings that are in there. So, I don't know. And they had drawings of plants, like in, medicinal plants, that no longer exist on this planet. Right. Like it was like this plant still exists and this plant exists, but when you look at the drawing, it has like the flowers of one and the roots of another. Like. Sort of not even like it would almost make it look like they weren't even real, mm-hmm. or if they did exist. Now, do plants die off? Do we lose them like we lose animals? Oh yeah, and go because we have heirloom vegetables that we're bringing back that haven't been around for okay two hundred years. So there is a possibility that that was something back then. Or they could have known, like if you take this plant and this plant and you put them together, it gives you this. I mean, and it could have been a, a fad that's died out. Right, but we do it even now. I mean, when we're right. mixing herbs mm-hmm. for you know whatever. Mixing essential oils, mixing herbs together, because we know that, you know, this works well with that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, where do you think most of the people sit on this idea? I think that most people probably think it's a lost dialect that they just don't, no one's ever going to be able to figure it out. Okay. Not just some hoax that someone did for fun well because the thing is is that if you get scholars to believe that it could potentially be a grimoire for a bunch of witches from italy then they have to admit that witches in italy existed did we say say witches we meant witches (laughs) bitches you have to then say that the strigo is a real thing (laughs) yeah let's base let's start basing that out on fact and see how these guys work with that (laughs) yeah that's a good unsolved mystery i don't yeah, bunch of good on I I can picture myself going and looking this up and grabbing a couple pages and just probably throwing it off the wall. Oh, it's really cool looking. I mean, there's no two ways around and it. And it's cool looking. Especially like the um, zodiac charts mm-hmm. and like the astrological stuff that's in there. I mean, to think in like 1420, what really knowledge did they have of the heavens? I mean, I'm sure that they probably had some, but not really to that amount. But to draw detailed zodiac charts with the sun and the moon and we're going what 1420 yeah like why are you doing that unless you're using those principles in some way like why like because you zodiac charts is that actually i know we gotta like back there i know we gotta like wrap this up soon but just think about the fact that books in general are so rare from then because the paper was so hard to come by and the inks were so hard to come by you know, like it was a big deal to write a book before we had printing right, presses right. and everything else. That's why most books from like those periods are so elaborate and they're so decorated because it was like a big deal. I mean, you know, you don't just like pull out a couple sheets of paper and start writing a book. Yeah, it's nuts. And then. So it had to mean something pretty significant for somebody to put it together in the first place. And he technically doesn't know where he found this book, he got it from a priest. He got it from a priest. At like a rummage sale at an Italian college. Where that priest got it from. Where right. did that pull up? It could have been donated. You know, it could have just, who knows? It could have been sitting around 200 years prior to that. Right. And 
we'll never get that far. I mean, it's in good shape, so obviously somebody took care of it. You know, it was probably I mean, on a shelf had, somewhere. And it just never came out to light. Yep. See, these are the questions I want to ask when I get to the other side. <laughs> Every show has the other side theme. When we get there, we're going to find out. Allison's shaking her head. We hit the dirt. We hit the dirt. I don't believe that. Well, we're the no. better ask questions. <laughs> are we going to do, like, Parabattle Heaven? I mean... Like an episode on Heaven? Well, no, 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 no. Like, we all get to... The three of us get to the other side. Are we going to, you know, reunite? And yeah, of course we are. We'll do Parabattle <laughs> Off yeah. a cloud somewhere. Yeah. Except instead of like doing shows about Bigfoot, he'll be sitting there, and we can actually like <laughs> ask him the question. Hey, our guest is Bigfoot. So, yeah. <laughs> Why do you exactly. like soap ribs? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you do speak English. Oh, we wanted to figure out like what happened with Lizzie Borden. Well, Lizzie, why don't you really just tell us? I know well, you're only here until four o'clock because you got to make curfew with your ankle bracelet, but <laughs> just tell us the real story. That would be sick. That would be such a rad idea to do. Someone's probably already done it. <laughs> Podcast heavens. All right. All right. Well, thanks for letting me share my unsolved mystery. I'm sorry it didn't have any death or destruction in it. No, but you uh. know what? It had its own interest value in its own. Someone had to balance Leave it out. the nerd Usually in the group the to one, find the book. You're balancing like, oh, it I'll look out. at the book. I want to look at that. <laughs> but no, it, it offers a lot of value to like something we just don't have an answer yeah, for for sure yet again i'd like to get my hands on it all right yeah can we trip to yale or i don't know if they'd let you look at yeah. it i thought about it. when you were talking about it i was like can we go to yale and i'm like just we want to see the book yeah the vonage book yep yeah, please. they're not gonna listen to yale what <laughs> we go as like reporters or something yeah plus. we just tell them we're writing a book on the book yeah we want to do an article on the book you know the book isn't that how it worked in, like, uh, Angels and Demons or whatever? Uh... I don't know, they all it. snuck in with a little, hello, my name is Patch. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I like it. All right. So we only hit on three unsolved mysteries, and there's, like, a billion more. Yeah, so maybe we'll do another one of and these. And a billion questions Again. on top of it. Yeah, we should definitely so. do some more unsolved right, mysteries. Well, if you all want to reach out to us, you know, we're at Parababble Everything. It's yep. pretty simple. We're on Facebook. All social media is Podbean, whatever. Um... You know, again, I want to thank all the newcomers that are coming on and the people mm-hmm. that have been supporting us along the way from all over the world, actually. So yeah. it's awesome to see, you know. We're getting close to our 100th episode. I know. It's going to be a party. You're <laughs> invited. Who knows? That's a pretty big milestone. I think maybe we should, uh, I think we should do, uh, we should do a live video. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A there, Facebook Live? Oh, Facebook. No. Yeah, record it live. That's 100, <laughs> brother. Think about this when you're long gone, they're gonna find this and be like, yo, look at this. This is off the hook. This is <laughs> They're gonna be like those people knew all the secrets. Yes. Yep. And no one listened to them. No one thought they were us. crazy. Yep. Man with a pocket of gold that wasn't there. We sold them all. Except these ones. <laughs> Until right. next time. Alright guys.